You're listening to WPTF Afternoon News with Nate Saunders. Something very intriguing that came across my desk uh, about a week or so ago. From Duke Health, I bring on Dr. Thomas Buckeye, a pain medicine specialist. They're using a biologic uh, by athletes. Could also help people with chemotherapy and diabetes. Talk more about that. Dr. Buckeye, thanks for being on the show. Oh, it's my pleasure, Nate. And thank you. Give me a quick uh, description of what you guys are working with, just so we uh, can set the scene here. Well, absolutely. So this research started with a couple of fairly straightforward questions, which is, you know, how do regenerative therapies for arthritis or nerve pain work, and why do some work better than others? Um, you know, there are a lot of regenerative therapies out there, things like platelet-rich plasma or stem cells that people use to treat arthritis or tendon issues or ligament problems, and, and we use these in clinic as well. Uh, we typically will draw blood from a patient, process it one of a couple different ways, and then re-inject those components into an arthritic knee or hip or shoulder or tendon or, or wherever else. And we really wanted to know more about how these treatments actually work. So I had I have the, the, the wonderful luxury of working with a, a brilliant scientist, Dr. Rurongji, who directs the Center for Translational Pain Medicine at Duke. And we collaborated with a couple of other folks, Dr. Tony Wong in the engineering department and Dr. Peter Whaling in Germany to look at a therapy and, and kind of dig in and, and look at how these therapies actually work. And so you're, you're saying it's a, a, a regenerative treatment. So that's been very much in the news recently. It has. And they get a lot of press. And sometimes, the press is, sometimes it's right on. And sometimes there are some things that people assume they do when these work or don't work, and it's, it's, it's a little bit off. And so we went to look at the mechanisms. So we chose, um, we chose a treatment called ACS, or Conditioned Serum, partly because it's one thing we use in clinic, and we've seen it work where stem cells and other things haven't worked. And, and there are a couple of trials out there that show it works on larger scale for arthritis. And we, we asked, what happens if we tease apart the various parts of this and see what components are actually working? And so... We did that. We kind of teased apart the various components. We, we found some anti-inflammatory proteins and some other things that we kind of expected to see. But what was really interesting is we found these tiny immune particles in the serum, and that appears to be really what drives the effect with this. And so in a lot of ways, actually, these are uh, they, they really are kind of an immune response, and, and it's the immune particles that work with the anti-inflammatory proteins that really make make the serum work. So how this technology that you guys are using has been used for athletes, the uh, medicine has been used for athletes, how does that transition over to chemotherapy and diabetes patients? Well, that's that's a great question. Now, so we used a laboratory model. So one of the things I have to be careful about is that this is not a clinical trial. So these were not patients that we were uh, testing this on. And so um, this is just the first step, which is a, a laboratory model. But the laboratory model we use is a chemotherapy neuropathy model. And the two parts of this that I think were kind of exciting, one is it does look like it improves neuropathy pain in our model. The other thing we saw that was really interesting, which is that the nerves appear to function better after treatment. And that's kind of exciting for me. You know, I'm a clinician who's been treating neuropathy patients for you know over two, almost three decades now. And a lot of the things we do for neuropathy treat the symptoms. But they don't actually treat or improve the nerve function. So I think we have the potential 
to test something that might actually improve nerve function down the line. Well, I think that would be pretty groundbreaking because, yeah, as far as I've ever experienced, it's always, you know, let's uh, treat the symptom. But this this gets to the root problem. Exactly. And that's been the focus of our research the past few years, the focus of our work with Dr. Whaling in Germany, which is to really uh, drill down and look at look at things that don't just uh, treat symptoms of modified disease. And that's kind of the heart of a regenerative therapy or biologic therapy, which is you're trying to improve the actual state, not just not just the symptoms. Are there many groups like you guys uh, across the world who are working on nerve pain and trying to fix the actual root issue? You know, we have some colleagues that we work with up in Cleveland and some other folks around the country. Um, and but it's um, you know, and there are some really interesting research that's starting, and we're all kind of collaborating on this. But it's it's kind of a new field. It's a new field, and it's a fairly exciting field. But there's a there's a lot of work to be done still. Yeah, it sounds like to me uh, to get from here to uh, an actual treatment that you or I could go to a doctor and start considering actually doing, uh, that would be years off, I'm assuming? Yes, unfortunately, it does take a few years for, you know, to do a clinical trial and go through the, all the FDA process and everything else. Um, but, uh, but you know, I think this is a start of it, a very important process. And the nice thing about it is, is again, this is already a treatment that's used in several places in the U.S. and and in Europe for arthritis pain. So we don't have to worry. We know the safety is there. We know the track record is there. It's just looking at a new, a potentially new indication for it. But for those who are just uh, tuning in, this is Dr. Thomas Buckite with Duke Health. He's a pain medicine specialist. They're using a biologic that they use on athletes, trying to see if it can help get rid of nerve pain for chemotherapy and diabetes patients, treating uh, pain at the uh, the cause as opposed to just uh, Band-Aids for how you're currently feeling. What's the biggest implication that you think from a medicine like this? Is, is this something that could become mainstream? Well, I hope so. You know, I think that this, you know, the first step of trying to make a therapy uh, uh, more mainstream and try to make it better is to understand how it works. And I think that's the, this is a big step we've taken with this, which is we now know the ingredients that make up this process that, which we really didn't know before. And we know the combination. So now we can start looking at the treatments and how to, how to hone them better. Um, the other process is how to, how to make it easily right now. It's a fairly complicated process to use to make this. It requires a specialized lab and specialized uh, processing techniques that we can do, but, it's actually not an easy process, and it can't be reproduced at your, you know, at at, a, at an average clinic. And so, what really needs to happen is we need to find easier ways to make a make it a system so that anybody who treats uh, arthritis or neuropathy can can use that use that uh, device or use that uh, process in their office. And again, that's going to be a few years off, uh, but I'm very optimistic that we will get there eventually. This may be a little abstract, but it kind of ties into something I was talking about earlier. Have you or uh, have you done this personally or seen some colleagues try to use this, but using AI to help you more quickly uh, solve issues? Oh, that's a great question. Um, that's probably a whole different conversation looking at, you know, I think that a lot of that gets into machine learning and some of the other techniques people do to look at patterns. Uh, we haven't used it for this because this is, um, this is really more of some very focused uh, proteins and lipids and other things that we're looking at. Um, but but the use of technology and even you know, 
potential for AI is I think it, it's there for the combinations of it. But I think the first step is to figure out what drives it, and and uh, I think we are we now know a lot more now than we did uh, even a few months ago. Well, Dr. Buckeye, thanks for talking with me about this, and uh, keep up the good work. Well, thank you very much. It's a pleasure, my pleasure to speak, Nate. Let's go to the traffic center again with Jason.